0: Today is Divine Mercy Sunday, and so it is that Sunday, this Sunday marks the 21st anniversary of the first universal celebration of divine, now Saint, John Paul II in 2001. Peter square he exclaimed, divine mercy, this is the Easter gift that the church receives from the risen Christ and offers to humanity at the dawn of the third millennium. In the years since, we have come to experience the final day of the octave of Easter, the second Sunday of Easter, as a day particularly well-suited to the solemn celebration of the gift of divine mercy. For as Pope John Paul declared, divine mercy truly a gift to the Church. For we know that on the very day when Christ rose from the dead, in his very first appearance to the disciples, his first words to them were, peace be with you. And he said it twice. And then he said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Pope John Paul could say that divine mercy is an Easter gift because of the risen Christ's first concrete action was to establish the holy sacrament of mercy, which we know more commonly as the institution of penance, confession, or reconciliation. Christ gives to his disciples the power to forgive sins. This first gift of Easter is itself an act of mercy. God has given us a sacramental, and thus a tangible way for him to bestow upon us his mercy and he fits his gift of mercy to our human nature. Not only can we express our need for divine mercy in our own private prayers, hoping that it will be heard, but God has instituted a sacramental form through which to impart his mercy, so that by a sacred ritual, in which we use words and gestures and actions, we may speak to him with assurance, and also, just as important, he can speak to us. In the sacrament of penance, Christ presents himself sacramentally to us in the person of the priest confessor, who speaks and acts as the church declares in persona Christi. It is to Christ that we confess our sins, and it is from Christ that we receive mercy and pardon. Just as the gift of faith was imparted to Thomas in the context of a direct personal encounter with Christ, So it is the gift of divine mercy granted to us in a sacramental encounter with Christ, who, hearing our sins, our sorrow for them, and our firm resolve for abandonment, forgives and fortifies us in his grace. Thomas was absent when Jesus first appeared to the apostles, and he refused to believe the report of his visit but we see the following week when Christ again appears to the disciples, he speaks directly to Thomas. Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Our Lord confronted Thomas directly about his reluctance to believe. He presented himself, his very body, the nail marks in his hands and the wound in his side so that Thomas could physically touch them. Is this not like confession? As Christ met Thomas' unbelief head on by presenting himself to him in person, so he wants to encounter us directly when we, excuse me, when we seek his mercy. Pope Saint John Paul wrote that in the practice of the individual confession with a personal act of sorrow and the intention to amend and make satisfaction, the church is defending man's right to a more personal encounter with the crucified, forgiving Christ. Christ is saying through the minister of the sacrament of reconciliation, your sins are forgiven. Go and do not sin again. Pope John Paul continued, not only has the penitent the right to encounter Christ and receive the divine mercy directly from him, it is also Christ's right to meet each one of us in that key moment in the soul's life constituted by the moment of conversion and forgiveness. Just as Christ desired to address Thomas's unbelief directly, to bestow the great gift of faith, so he desires to meet us to grant the great gift of his mercy and forgiveness in the sacrament of penance. Sometimes though, rather than seek out the grace of the sacrament of mercy, we choose to remain behind locked doors. As Pope Francis said in one of his Ash Wednesday homilies, there may be a few obstacles which close the door of the heart. There is the temptation to lock the doors or to live with our sin. Minimize it, always justifying it, thinking we are no worse than the others. This, however, is how the locks of the soul are closed, and we remain shut inside, prisoners of evil. Another obstacle is the shame of opening the secret door of the heart. There is a third pitfall, that of distancing ourselves from the door. It happens when we hide in our misery, when we ruminate constantly, connecting it to negative things until sinking into the darkest repositories of the soul. But we know locked doors do not restrict Christ's entry into our hearts. Jesus came, although the doors were locked and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Quote Pope Francis again, the Lord's grace alone frees us. Therefore, let us be reconciled. Let us listen to Jesus, who says to those who are weary and oppressed, come to me, not to dwell within themselves, but to go to him. Comfort and peace are there. The sacrament of divine mercy won for us by the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ that we have celebrated this Easter season is the concrete expression in space and time of God's love for us, as exampled in how he looks with merciful forgiveness on our sins and the sins of the whole world. Let us resolve to take advantage of the great sacrament of mercy, receiving grace and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, amen.